Ah, man. Well, I I truly appreciate you like agreeing to do this. You know, we've been we've been talking about it for some time. Just couldn't, uh, you know, I'll take responsibility. I just didn't provide the options and all that stuff for you to be able to tell me what time worked for you. But finally, we got it done. So I'm I'm, I'm really really thankful because I know that you are someone who has like a, a story, you know, to tell the world, you know. So that's why we're doing this. So do you want to introduce yourself real quick, just to the viewers? Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Oluwa Damilola Afolabi. Um, for non-Yoruba speakers, Oluwa Damilola means the Lord bestows wealth upon me. Wow. So um, literally when you say my name, it's so powerful that you you automatically see the instant result in your bank account because you just begin to get like, like zeros added to the numbers in your account. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hey. exponential. No, man. That's, that's what I love. And isn't it that very interesting that like in our country, like, um, you know, names carry meanings. So yes. like that's something really beautiful. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, it is. I think it comes from our um, ancestral ancestral connection with with just this divine with, with divinity in the sense that our forefathers always had this connection with with the supernatural, and they believe that um, your name is like your 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 uh, it's your access to, to, to life. Like the name you carry goes a long way to, in, to interpret or to mirror what your life will look like. Yeah. And so your name begins with um, either an event that happened in your family or, mm-hmm. or something remarkable, something prophetic. And that's, yeah. how, and that's how it is. And uh, across different tribes, that's, that's something that is very, very significant of people being named uh, yeah. for specific purpose. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's interesting because my name, you know, actually a lot of people don't know my native name. It's Nduko, right? I, that, that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just hearing that for the first time. Hey, Nduko. <laughs> That's a very strong name. I know, right? Nduko literally translates to your life believes. Like that's what my name translates to, like my life believes. So it's like, right from childhood like it's almost like you know there's a belief whether that becomes faith or whatever but it's just like just engraved in me and you are right and i and i I truly hope that people will um start to use that strategy a little bit like when naming their kids instead of naming their kids some random stuff i feel like if you name your kid like a meaningful name like for real it could like impact their life um one way or another you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean that's why that's one of the things that's that's, that's definitely one of the culture shock you know when i go here to america and i i remember naming their kids you know pan or or or, or jacket or or just 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 mixing two two components together and calling their child like Shaniqua, man. like no oh. offense no offense to our people but you know, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, Northwest, like, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but hey, either way, I'm glad that we're here. Um, and honestly, the, the reason for me wanting to, like, do these sit-down chats is to really, like, 
um, find a way to inspire my viewers, like using this like long forum conversations. It's like, you can only do so much with like the short videos, but when you can really sit down and really talk to someone, um, it really can do a lot. Like my goal is to bring on people that have like stories that can inspire the viewers. And I want to be like just diverse and versatile. I want to like bring on people from different like backgrounds. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so before we get going, like with your own story, I know you actually like specially asked me for a time to chat about the Will Smith uh, situation at the Oscars. So I actually wanted to like kick us off with that before we <laughs> dive into your own story. Let's talk about Will's the Will Smith story. Honestly, like, just tell I, me what's on your mind. Tell me what's on your mind. Honestly, I think now when I when I made that request, it was because I was really really boiling. <laughs> I was really really just. I I I I think I lost my I lost my peace yeah. ever since that happened on Sunday, but. Yeah. Fast forward to this moment, I think I'm in a different space. I think I'm in a much more different space, especially after seeing uh, Will's um, public apology. Apology, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. But that being said, I think the, the biggest thing that grieved me was just seeing two Black men. I'm, I'm not trying to aggregate that to, to, to the Black race, not saying that, oh, because they did that, it means that shame robs off or that or that that um that captures what black people look like but right. just just being a black person just because of how i am wired how communal we are like whatever affects you affects me right for me in that moment just seeing two respected men two fathers mm -hmm. get caught up in a moment of I don't want to use the word madness, but it has to be madness. <laughs> I, you know, at such a very, very sensitive time, mm -hmm. it, it really broke my heart. It really right. broke my heart in <clears> that <throat> so much of beauty, so much of history was already unfolding that night before mm -hmm. that incident happened. Like you had uh, Deborah, um, the LGBTQ lady uh, winning winning the first Oscar. You had the 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 deaf man winning his first 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 Oscar. So there was just a lot of like changes happening, like record setting things happening yeah. in in the history of the academy. Then you have that happen. Right, right. And it, I was in shock. And yeah. but the biggest lesson I took from that was mm -hmm. and that's what I saw in your video. <laughs> you said, because interestingly, I had been talking to a couple of my friends because I take Bible study in school mm -hmm. and we went. And the fruit of the spirit we were talking about was gentleness. Yeah. And I shared with them that gentleness is, is the shield, is, is the outer covering that happens when you're already flowing in the peace internally. So, so your peace, the, the, the fruit of the spirit, which is peace, anchors you internally, settles you. Then right. when you have that, gentleness becomes the outer casing. It becomes that which shields you that people can see and that no matter what happens no matter what tries to to unsettle you it doesn't penetrate actually it becomes your counter-attack defense mode that mm. when something comes the way you when you react in gentleness it, it actually disarms 
whatever thing that was supposed to attack you and unsettle you. And, yeah. and I was sharing that, that was last week, Tuesday, before this happened on Sunday. Mm. And because if when you look at, you know, I mean, a wise man said that a gentle word turns away strife, like turns away anger. Right. So, so, and I, I was just thinking like, man, and I'm not shaming anyone here or or saying that, oh, trying to say, oh, this should have been this, that should have been that. But I was just thinking that we will be having a different conversation today if Will had a different action, had, mm-hmm. a, had a different reaction to what Chris did. <clears throat> it would have been would yeah. have been having a different conversation today. Like, yeah. like it won't. That whole glorious moment won't be marred mm-hmm. you know, with, with what is happening. So I said, mm-hmm. man, like gentleness and self-control go hand in hand. Yeah. And this, this is one area of my life that the Lord has been dealing with me in the past <laughs> one year. Like literally, <laughs> literally, like God has put me in spaces and put certain persons in my life. Right. That trigger me constantly. That trigger me. That I, and you work in you then. You get, and sometimes <laughs> I, I fall flat on my face and I react, you know, not violently though, but I'm like, ah man, this is not, this is not the this is not the best way that I want to handle this situation, but mm-hmm. I'm growing in it. So yeah. and I've been working in that, like, ah, it, it is it is important to live from the place of re- a relaxed state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. The person who said it, but it's some 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 Buddhist uh, person. I, I watched a TED talk of uh, of a, of a monk. He was saying something about the mastery of oneself. That one mm-hmm. should be able to live. That you have mastery of yourself. That nothing nothing can disrupt your flow. That mm-hmm. nothing can make you lose your cool or lose your center because you have everything under control, either yeah. be anger or lost or whatever it is that right. you just have control over your emotions, over right. your body, you know? Right. So, right. Man, that's good. Um, there's one line that you said, and I think it actually like will flow into like the follow-up question that I was going to ask you still on this Will Smith situation. You had said that like, everything like really starts from like having peace inside and and correct me if i'm wrong but you said like if you have peace inside then gentleness is kind of like what can come out of it like gentleness is like yeah gentleness becomes a shield it's on the outside the shield covering you that's good because my follow-up question was going to be like why are there so many angry people (laughs) in our world today and like what how how can people find more joy you know and i know that's one of your i feel like that you know we've talked about this before like it's your your purpose you know is to bring out the inner joy in people you know so it's like how first why is there so many angry people whether it's on social media on the streets wherever you are and how can they find joy that's a very good question. Thank you for asking me that. Um, I mean, it goes without saying, we live in a very crazy world. Like our world today is supercharged with mm-hmm. emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, like there is people are still, people have still not recovered from the pandemic. Right. So, 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 the, and and there's an increase 
in in the state of depression in people's mental health so there's a lot of hurt people around and and our society with how we deal with things right now is not how we dealt with things two decades ago yeah so i mean how we view things right now is not how we view things two decades ago the mm -hmm. things we tolerated then are not the things we tolerate anymore positive yeah. or negative yeah. you get so so there's 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 an there's an heightened awareness of a sense of justice and pseudo justice mm -hmm. so 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 people are walking around boiling on the inside so yeah. people are either boiling on the inside or they are numb on the inside either mm -hmm. big black white yellow so they said there's a lot of stuff happening on the, in the world where people are either feeling oppressed or their voice being suppressed so mm -hmm. so so any little trigger hmm. will either make people explode hmm. or shut down. Wow. You know, you yeah. know so, so, yeah. so, so there's that like either by what you either you are you are recovering from from losing family or losing your your economy from the mm -hmm. pandemic, mm -hmm. or you're just emotionally affected by the things you see from like the war in Ukraine, just, just a lot of craziness happening. Like even, right. even in Niger in Africa, like just, 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 just a lot of terrible stuff that, that, and now with social media, because the world is so connected, because we, we have access to see things, to see evil manifest and, and being captured mm -hmm. in motion picture. So everybody can see everything and that affects our mind. Mm -hmm. It affects our mind and it, and it makes our thoughts, our consciousness kick into fear mode. And when we kick into fear, we begin to live from a place of stress. Mm -hmm. And when there's stress, it's hard, to, it's hard to find the purity of joy. Mm -hmm. So what you do is cope or compensate mm -hmm. with external things or, or things that are temporal or things that actually cannot really transform you, transform your thoughts from mm -hmm. in and, and make you really, really experience a freeing joy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I hope I answered that question well. I said no, that. no, you're, you're, you hit around the head. I mean, so many things going on in our world causing people to have um, just a lot of internal turmoil and people either explode or shut down and then people are so easily triggered now just because of everything going on and then social media puts it at a different level because now it's right in front of your face yeah. so it's so easy for people to be full of anger these days so then it just begs the question like how can people find um, joy you know, how can people find joy? Because I mean, no matter what side of the the line you're run about the whole Will Smith situation, you could make the case that like, if he um, is full of joy, I don't think he would react in the anger that he did, regardless of his intentions. You know, I know he was protecting the image of his wife for it or whatever, sure. But like someone who is full of joy probably might not act that way because that wouldn't like take away their joy. Um, but tell me, tell us a little bit more. I feel like this is your area. 
um, like how can how can how can people find joy today? Because literally, people need it. Like people do need it. Like uh, come to Afro Latino Night. <laughs> well, there you go. And we'll, I'll give you a chance to tell us about that very soon. Afro Latino Night. But, yeah. But, but honestly, though, like yeah, ah, you you're really really asking things that, that I'm really passionate about because yeah. it was like. The 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 event at the Oscars, what happened with, with between Will and Chris, just really like for two days, I I, I wasn't thinking straight. I I kept jumping from Clubhouse to every Twitter space talking about the whole because I, I wanted to hear right. I wanted to hear people, I wanted to to collate you know thoughts and reactions and how people view what happened. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, maybe I haven't found yet, mm -hmm. but I was looking for for someone with a kingdom perspective to mm -hmm. share on 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 their take on that because mm -hmm. what I, a lot of things i saw was either well, it was very very i was seeing a lot of emotional response mm -hmm. a lot of very human human centered thoughts mm -hmm. either being oh will was right for doing that, for showing force to defend his wife, mm -hmm. or Chris was very wrong by not being aware and not mm -hmm. being sensitive or being or committing the, the, the same crime twice after mm -hmm. doing that in a previous previous event. Right. So it was either like people for or against both parties. But I didn't I didn't see anyone say that how do we live our lives guided with wisdom mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't see i saw a lot of people just talking about emotions 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 like this is what i feel this is how i feel this is and i realized like man for a lot of people we actually live by the dictates of our emotions Right. Like we are controlled by what we are feeling, and we a lot of times we we, we react from that mm -hmm. always. Yeah, and it can because even when Will got up on the stage and he was talking, he was like, "Yeah, I got really emotional and stuff mm -hmm. like that." And I was, and I, and I don't know what he is dealing with. I don't. I don't. I don't have access to that information. And I'm not sitting here castigating him mm -hmm. because as long as you are a man or you're a human being, you're you're bound to make errors. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is like when you when you become aware of that for you to retrace your steps. So joy itself is not a concept. Mm -hmm. Joy is not abstract. Joy is, is an entity. Hmm. It, it, it's a being. Hmm. It has it has a presence. It has. I'm trying not to sermonize you or go go theological. <laughs> but what our, what our world today has mistaken for joy mm -hmm. is is a temporary state 
hmm. of, of deceiving the mind hmm. to relax that all is well. Hmm. So when that when when that dosage or that programming when it wears off and the mind comes back to reality, mm -hmm. mind falls back into stress again. So mm -hmm. you have to go back into that thing, whatever it is for whatever, yeah. you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm following, yeah, yeah. So, but the difference with joy being a being is that when you have a relationship with the, with the spirit of joy, because mm -hmm. joy, I didn't just go straight, joy is a spirit. Mm -hmm. it is a spirit it is it is it is it is spiritual mm -hmm. it's not it's not an idea it's not a strategy it's not a tool it's not some gimmick it is a spirit the moment you become aware with aware of that spirit mm -hmm. and you partner with that spirit and, and, and allow you allow it to reside in your soul the difference is that your life or your actions are not are not subject to the state of things happening around you mm -hmm. now, whether good or bad whether something comes to upset you or mm -hmm. not you are constantly living from that place of mm -hmm. joy mm -hmm. and that is the most freeing thing that is the most freeing gift mm -hmm. one can give one's give give oneself mm -hmm. and Thank you, I mean, for helping me find this understanding because it was it was it was a conversation I had with you and, and the help of breaking it down actually gave me a clear sense, a clear picture of mm -hmm. of, of the things that I've been working in that I didn't even have idea about. Right. And ever since that discovery, it opened my eyes to see the cycle that I have been in mm -hmm. that because I believe that I've also been growing, I've also been going on this character molding process mm -hmm. where, so my, my natural joy state is on mm -hmm. and something happens because, because I'm a very passionate person. Mm -hmm. Then I'm triggered. Mm -hmm. Something happens where someone I really respect or love offends me. Mm -hmm. Like does something that, that hurts me real bad. Then I slip into offense. And the next thing that happens is I lose my joy. Mm -hmm. I lose my peace. And I find myself spiraling. And mm -hmm. when I'm in that, I can't impact my environment. I can't impact people around me. I can't impact whatever I'm doing. So I'll be in that, that hole for a long time before the Lord wakes my awareness into it. And then... I'm back in my joy state again. Mm -hmm. And then the same cycle right. <laughs> offends me. So I, so I was in that loop for over two years mm -hmm. until I realized that, oh, what I'm being taught here is to become mature. And, 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 and in that, my peace is so anchored in, 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 in who I am and whose I am that nothing, no one can make, can, can affect me in such a way where my joy gets 
gets get stolen mm-hmm. anymore. So, so the, the day I had that awareness, I realized that, oh, so what the enemy does to keep, to keep me from being able to influence my world is to continually attack my joy. Mm-hmm. And the way he attacks my joy is understanding my weakness that, oh, I, I easily fall into offense from people who I really care about when they do something that really, really hurts me. And I don't, for me, I don't react. I don't react violently. I shut down. And mm-hmm. the moment I shut down, I don't communicate about it and I leave from that place. Mm-hmm. And, it just, I, and it becomes this dark cloud just hovering over me. Right. Uh, but the moment I break that, it's like I'm flooded with light immediately. Right. And whatever I step into, it's, it's like, it, it, it touches everything. So joy is so powerful. Joy is joy is like is, is like is like is like a nuclear bomb. Like when it goes off, it's it the light that is that that it gives off penetrates everything that is dark. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, freedom is is what comes. Like people just realize that, wow, like this weight has gone off me. Oh wow, like I can't believe this is happening. Like, is this who I am? You know? Yeah. Ah, that's good. That's good. So essentially, joy is spiritual. It and is something spiritual. that and something that and not only is it spiritual, we have to all stay connected to it and uh and like plugged into that spiritual aspect of it. So that that way it's not dependent on like the what's happening in the physical. Yeah. Which yeah. as believers, and I'm 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 sure not all the viewers will are believers, but hopefully they will consider like this will touch someone. You never know, right? But as believers, we know that when when we believe in God, right, and and Christ, like we get the Holy Spirit, who is now that spirit of joy that yes. we. T- and now when you're plugged into the holy spirit inside of you then nothing can really affect you even when things are going crazy around you you're still who you are you know someone living out of that place of joy yeah the kingdom of god is above you know is is righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost right yeah the very the very first i and this is how i knew how powerful the spirit of joy what is not was Mm-hmm. When we started Afro Latino Night at my at my at my co at the co-founder's um, house, we had people come in and mm-hmm. we're like, you know what, we because I'm not open to alcohol. I'm like, you know, we're not gonna share alcohol at this party because we don't want people just going crazy and doing stuff that right. we can't control. And it was even during the pandemic, and we'll just just have fun. And I kid you not, Caleb, like people will come to these parties, and I was. The kind of this is beyond ecstasy. This is beyond this is beyond any any psychedelic thing right. that you can take. Like right. I see people get high, high with joy. <laughs> yeah. Like wow. we we don't. There's no alcohol at the party. We're not <laughs> sharing drugs. Nothing. People are just high with joy. Like it's just. It's like the energy is just connecting with everyone and right. we're dancing for hours. Right. Like we start the party at like 5:30, and it's at 2 a.m. 
We are literally begging people to go. <laughs> like, people don't want to leave. Right, right. And it's that thing, like, hmm. they, they are leaving and they're like, where has this been all our life? Like, we yeah. need this in Reading. Like, when is the next one? Right. Because they come in there and they can tell the difference between other things that they've been to and they've had to use alcohol or drugs to, to, to support or kick, kick them into right. a state where they forget all their worries, but then when it wears off, they are back again. But then <laughs> they step into that environment where it is charged with purity, with the pure, pure yeah. essence of the of the Holy Spirit, and right. things just happen. Right. And this is not we don't we don't we don't we don't even carry a banner of Jesus Christ. I say, oh, this is a party. We are coming to evangelize the Lord with you. No, we just say, come have fun. Right. We are coming to secular songs and everything. And I think I've told you this before. Like there was, there was one of the very first time this happened in the party, we were just dancing. I can't even remember. It was one, it was a music from Mafikizolo, Batele, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, boom, the spirit of the Lord breaks out and people are falling under the spirit. Like people are prophesying, people are like going into trance. Like it was, it was holy madness. Oh. I, swear, and I was like, what is happening? That like, this is not a church service. This is not a revival. Like this is supposed to be a house party. Right. And right. people are just falling out in joy. Like right. it was I knew that, oh, this thing is all about connecting. Mm-hmm. Like making yourself aware that you understand that this exists and surrendering yourself to it. And when mm-hmm. you when you host it, when you host it, anybody that comes under that, they are affected by it. Yeah. Wow. Do you want, while you're on this topic, do you want to just tell the viewers like what Afro-Latino Nights is? I know you're just, you're still kind of like in the early stages of it, but you just never know where like God can take that thing. Like you just never know. It could come to the city near you, like to our viewers right now. You just it's never coming know. To the city near you. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead and just tell them what this is about. Honestly, I kid you not, bro. Like I think I'm still, I think we're still unraveling what this is. Okay. <laughs> we, we know, I know for a shorty that it is something unusual. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is a movement that is picking up momentum mm-hmm. slowly that would, that would kickstart something that will wake people's mind or back to the essence of love. Mm-hmm. Because since we created this, it was for it was for two things, for three things. Mm-hmm. To create a community where people can come and connect with culture. Yeah. To connect with culture, their identity is reestablished. Mm-hmm. They are reminded of who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and when they experience that, love just happens. Like love just happens. And we've seen that in this ex, in this experience of this these parties that we've been doing mm-hmm. where we, we we create a communal experience for people to just come connect with culture we've seen people just come alive with joy and love beyond any form of isms or schisms like beyond mm-hmm. political bias beyond religious bias beyond sexual orientation bias beyond gender bias beyond like people <laughs> just people just hug each other and dance with each other and celebrate the heck 
out mm-hmm. of each other. Right. Like, and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> this is what happens when you give people permission right. without judgment. Like, right. we tell them like, yo, this is not about you having a dance technique or coming to show off. No, you just come and just be you. Mm-hmm. Just, just let go and be you. Just right. have fun. Just celebrate right. people. And yeah. we've seen it in such a way where it is so cross-generational. Mm-hmm. That I, when we started, it was in the house. Now we are we are the food truck park where right, right. every night, like every month when we do it, it's yeah. packed. And it's, it is so cross-generational that you have kids, uh-huh. you know, babies, three years old, five years old, with, you know, adults, right. With, people, right. with old people, like in the 70s right. and 80s. And yeah. it's just so beautiful to have just, just, I mean, that was the last time we had it. I just stood there and I was like, what wow. is happening? Like, yeah. wow. Like yeah. this is, this is, this is family friendly. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think we've That's lost, it. we've lost the consciousness of, in our, our world today is so, <sighs> it's so polluted that we don't have safe spaces anymore. Mm-hmm. Where, where as, as, as a family, we can just all connect together without, without the fear of all these other things you get. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's what we're doing with Afro Latino Night. Yeah. And, it's not, and it's not for Africans or Latinas alone. No, it's open to everybody. Really open. All works of life. We just yeah. use Afro Latino Night as, as, as something to start with because i'm african and my, my co-founder is latino like oh okay, let's right. go latino night you know yeah, it's a good name it sticks and it sounds good too you know so i'll definitely like put um some information whenever i i post this video like in the description so that if anyone is from a different town and you come across this video and you want to come to one of the events like you can just go on that trip and come to the event you know so all right so I know we I know we talked about um, the Will Smith stuff extensively. I wanted to shift gears a little bit into yeah. the, into this second half of the conversation about like um, what your uh, journey has been like in the U.S. You know, because obviously you were born in Nigeria, just like I was too, actually. Um, when, what age did you actually move to the U.S. for the very first time? Just so that the viewers can have some context. Okay. Uh, my first visit to, to the U.S. was 2016. Mm-hmm. And I was 29 <clears throat> then. Okay. okay. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm a Libra. I was born, born on the 27th of September, 1987. Okay. I know I look 16, but it's good to be some person cut. And fufu. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a goosey. <laughs> that offense, Salah. Keep <laughs> you young. Keep you young. Keep you young. I didn't. I didn't oh, know about man. the about the phrase "black don't crack" until I came to the states. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I oh, I grew up in Nigeria mm-hmm. uh, for the latter part of my life. Right. Um, I'm from I'm Yoruba. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm 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 from the Yoruba tribe. Mm-hmm. I'm a very small family. Uh, my parents still very much alive. Two younger sisters. I'm the first um, of I'm the first uh, firstborn, mm-hmm. and uh, my sisters are happily married now with their own babies. So I have nephews, yeah. and you know, so grateful to God for that. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got my first degree in economics from Covenant University. That was in 2009. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, I, I don't want to, if I go into that story, then we'll. It's, we'll a, it's, a, lo- yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a long we'll story. Save, so. We'll so, save that for our next interview, maybe. Our next interview, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so finished from that. Um, but I knew that I, I didn't want to go into finance. I didn't want, that was not, economics was, 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 was a case of having a plan B. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I mean, same thing with, 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 with kids from African homes here in the States. Like your parents tell you, you have to become a doctor. You have to become an engineer. <laughs> you, have to do, you have to do that profession that will, that will give you a, a financial safe net, you right. know? So that's why we go to school, yeah. you know, with that perspective, like, oh, what is the highest paying job right now? Right, so, right. so that was what, that was, you know, what sort of um, motivated that choice. But when I got out, I was like, I, I yeah. can't do this. This is not what I'm called for. Yeah. I know I'm, I have the creative hitch in me just mm-hmm. kept pushing me and pulling me. And yeah. I said, I said to my, I said to my parents, like, I'm not going to work in a bank because all my mates are working in a bank and they're getting paid like, fat salaries right i, I want to work in a creative space and i don't care if i'm being paid peanuts i don't mm-hmm. care if they pay me thirty thousand naira. i'm ready to take it and guess what my first my first job was thirty thousand naira. <laughs> wow you spoke into, you manifested you. i'm telling you i'm telling you and it was it was it was a whole it was a, it was crazy wow i had no rest it was working like sunday to sunday it was it was right. crazy but then fast forward ended up in a in in a big, big multinational um, uh, producing company mm-hmm. in Africa, but it was in Nigeria then. And that was where things changed. That was where, you know, that was my dream job. That was mm-hmm. where, like, I met the who's and who's. You know, I met everybody that was important when it comes to entertainment in right. Nigeria. Like, yeah. even in Africa, in the world, I met, I had, I met, um, when the, the Williams sisters came to, to Nigeria, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're behind the interview, Sierra, Wale, uh, Kerry Hills, like all those big yes, names. Sir. Like I was, I was, I was running with the big boys. <laughs> I know Bam Bam, I know Bam Bam, but I was running with the big boys. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so oh, that, man. That, that was, I was, and my, my dream then was to, was to sort of build myself into, into, into a media mogul. I wanted mm-hmm. to have my own media establishment to mm-hmm. not just become, you know, opera as a then, but to have a network. I wanted to have my own, you know, network. So that was what uh, I wanted it to be top notch at the mm-hmm. height of excellence on, on the continental landscape. So that was where I was heading towards to. And I was building, building a name for myself in the industry in Hollywood then, you know, yeah. it was already like, People already like were knowing who I was. I was already doing stuff and I was already climbing the ladder. Right. Uh, Wait, just to clarify, you said Nollywood, not Hollywood, right? No, Nollywood. Nollywood and and for Nollywood. Nollywood is is a Nigerian version of of Hollywood. Hollywood. Film industry. Exactly. I was going to say we're actually like in the Nigerian movie industry is actually like climbing steadily too. Yeah. In terms uh, of what quantity, we are the third biggest in the world. Yeah. So. yeah. And yeah. and I hope that someday 
the N will change to an H. Oh, know? for me? For you, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We 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 headed towards there. We're headed there. <laughs> we're headed towards there. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. It is anything. It is anything that happened to me while watching the last Oscars uh -huh. when um I can't remember his name now. I think his first name was Trost. Mm -hmm. the, the the man that won the best supporting actor for for the film Coda, and he he uh, is audibly impaired, mm -hmm. and he he was giving a speech, and I was just like, man, anything is possible. Like, don't be afraid to dream. I was overwhelmed by by everything that I was watching on TV. Like, man, can I get here? Like, mm -hmm. is it can I ever be on this platform? But when I saw that man step mm -hmm. on stage and claim that statuette, and it was nominated alongside other men that were able-bodied that mm -hmm. had no disability, you know, it was then I realized that, ah, oh, man, nothing should hold you back. It's the only thing that can hold you back is your mind, mm -hmm. is your belief system. Like, if a man that, that was audibly impaired did not allow that to be did not allow his disability mm -hmm. to really disable his life, hmm. but still formed something out of that till to where he is now a name, is now in the in, in the hall of you know history when mm -hmm. it comes to the craft, then then I have no excuse. Because before then I was like, oh, how can I make it in this industry? I'm Nigerian. I, I'm not even, I don't need, I can't even legally work yet. I, I don't have an American accent and huh. all these excuses yeah. and just one thousand and one reasons why it's hard for me. Cause, cause that's, that's what I've been fed. That's the narrative I've been fed right. so far. But when I saw mm -hmm. that, I said to myself that if God has called me here mm -hmm. and has given me the grace that I'm not going to settle, yeah. I'm not going to let any excuse stop me from going, not, not to make Oscar my my life's achievement or what i'm going for but to, yeah. but to the point that i will not let anything stop me from giving my best my, my excellence whenever i have the opportunity to mm. that's good man um i think the the perfect follow-up question for you with now would be why then do so many people give up on their dreams from your in your from your perspective like if you had to like just speak in general terms, because yeah, I mean, when I was when I was growing up, I wanted to be like an automotive engineer. Like I wanted to design cars. Like that was my dream. You can ask my siblings, right? I used to draw cars. I even have a book still of like cars that I drew. You know, but you know, I'm currently a teacher. You know, and yeah. it's not that teaching is not my purpose. I feel like that's actually my real purpose, you know, but I'm talking about a lot of times when it's like the dream, the career that people have at one point, why do people give up on it? Mm. I'm not going to sit here mm. and paint a broad stroke mm -hmm. over that, you know, just give a blanket answer and say, oh, everybody, you know, this is why, but just from what I've seen and heard, mm -hmm. heard, it is not easy. Mm -hmm. There are people, there are a group of people who are not motivated enough, mm -hmm. you know, and just easily quit. Mm -hmm. There's there is that class of people right. where you know they can they don't have they don't have the grit and it's in tenacity mm -hmm. 
And there are people that life just happens to them. Hmm. And when life happens, they can't, they can't, they can't see beyond what they cannot see. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. that sounds very ambiguous, but it, no, I follow. I follow. Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep, you know, this conversation as, as openly practical. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm a believer. You know, and the tendency is to always want to just, you know give scripture to everything you right, know, right, I, right. I, I, I want to do that but i'm fighting the tendency not to go there always because i know right. that you know there are people that will come here and want to listen to our conversation and might just get like turned off by like why is this guy you know but yeah if you understand that this, this is how i understand it let me break it down in a simple form there was a day I had a revelation that the reality we are in, mm-hmm. it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. And the moment we are born into this world, before, before, we, before we were formed into, in, from a zygote into a fetus and then a baby, our consciousness was existing in a place mm-hmm. where we we had knowledge and wisdom of the ages and just so much. Mm. But and it's like when we come into this world, everything we knew before then is is that life is locked up somewhere. It, it is it is it's, mm. it's veiled. It is veiled. So we step into that into this into this dream world where our day-to-day is, 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 is so, um, is consumed with distractions. Mm-hmm. And it is, imagine the world being dark. Mm-hmm. So what gives you, what gives you progress on your journey or what gives you direction without bumping your head into things is, is the knowledge of who you are. Hmm what your consciousness was before mm. you became. And that can only happen by mm. insulating yourself to access the real reality that is not this world. Because yeah. when you understand that the Bible says that, that the world that is unseen gave birth to this world, <laughs> that, this, that what you see now it's not real. Like not real. Our, our mind, everything is telling us that, oh, these things, these things that we can see, feel, and touch, you know, this material world is the real thing. Hmm. But there's a place in one's journey when you begin to ask questions that your mind will settle that this is not real. Then how do I get revelation? How do I get insight? How do I get an awakening to understand why I'm here and what I'm doing in this place and how I can best function in this place. And that can only come from a revelation with the Holy Spirit. Like it's the one that gives you that. So two things help you live in this dark dream world. One starts with faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith is blind. Faith is saying that I'm allowing myself to be led that I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
because what happens is every day you you wake up from your sleep you log in into the dream like like a zombie you actually don't know what's going to happen next hmm. but then you, you you surrender that uncertainty to 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 the to the to the, to the being that that has created all these things mm-hmm. so as you as you yield yourself in relationship to to god he begins to give you understanding of who you are and certain truths truth is what you know about yourself what you know about the world you are in what you know about why you are here what mm-hmm. you know to be grateful for that truth is what liberates you that if i suddenly have a revelation that dummy you'll become the president of america <laughs> that sounds ludicrous right 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 but if that comes from a revelation that i have from my maker eh nothing because i trust because i trust in who he is hmm. no matter what turn my life takes i'm steadily holding on to that word Whether it takes five years, 10 years, or 15 years to happen, I'm consistently holding on to that. So if life takes me to Nigeria, or takes me to Iraq, or takes me to, to the far east in Tibet, or somewhere you know, on, on the landscape of Australia, I know that my journey will still come back to make that word happen. So for me as an individual, not generalizing for everybody, I feel like what makes people give up on their dreams is the lack of understanding and the lack of of lack of understanding of who controls our world who controls our reality mm-hmm. and lack of trust in the revelation they've been given so so there are some who've been given revelation there are some who don't even have a revelation at all they're just mm-hmm. living by impulses, just living by their own set goals and agenda. So so there are two kinds of people in the world. There are Mm. people who live by their free will and they go after things and it happens for them. And Mm -hmm. there are people who live with their free will surrendered to the will of a higher, higher, higher essence. Yeah, 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 I get it. That's so good. that's good. It feels like I'm I'm spitting a lot of no. <laughs> Trust me, I follow I follow every single word you said. And actually, I'm gonna be really clear here. Like, I hope that my you know, like the kind of viewers that I I want to attract are people that you know will be able to really focus on what someone is saying and really like understand the meaning between the lines. Like, I get everything you said. Like, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's very good. Yeah, because it is that it, it is that revelation. Like right. the moment you know who you are and why you are here, mm-hmm. it is easy for tenacity to come. It mm-hmm. is easy for grit to come. Yeah. It is easy for 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 patience to come. It is right. easy for for endurance to come. Right. It is that it, it is you draw strength from that revelation. It is that it is that revelation that keeps you. Because if take for example my story. Mm-hmm. If not for the revelation that I have, that I know that God is the one that has brought me here and is, is setting me on a course 
to to impact the world mm-hmm. so for me acting is not the end in itself it's a means to to get into that purpose of impacting mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. you know and right. i and, and i've not co- i've come to know that oh joy is one of those components mm-hmm. of bringing refreshing to people mm-hmm. so so whatever happens to me in life whatever i go through I still hold on to that word that I'm going to impact the world. So no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how hard it gets, I still hold on to that. Like I'm not going to settle. Right. Right. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a MacBook pro for uh, 14 inch, Mm -hmm. the M1 at the M1, M1, M1 pro. Mm -hmm. When I wanted to buy, I didn't have money. This, this cost about over two, yeah, about yeah, over two grand. I didn't have money. I'm not working, but a day one truth just dropped in my mind that Dami, you need this laptop. Get this laptop. Believe for this laptop. Save for this laptop. And it's this or nothing else. <laughs> and it took me about five months mm-hmm. of saving, saving. Sometimes something will happen, the savings will go. But I just kept saving. When people started telling me, oh, settle for a, you know, settle for an M1 chip or MacBook Air or this, or it's cheaper. You can use them other money to do this. Because I knew mm-hmm. that something had given me that revelation that I need this, even if I don't have the full picture of why I'm going to be using this. Right. I did not settle. Right. I just kept saving. I kept saving. I kept saving. I kept saving. I just kept holding on to that. And I and not because oh I'm attached to it like oh I, I want this no it was because I just knew that there's a reason behind this that mm-hmm. I don't have the full picture but there's a higher purpose to it and right. eventually when I bought it I was like wow I understand what it is to hold on to a dream and not give up when it when it's hard right. and not give up when it's just easy it's just like you know what I can buy a MacBook Air you know it will probably do something closest to it but no it is this. Or nothing else. Right, right. Man, that's good. That's good. Honestly, I, I, I truly like wish we had more time. I know, I know. I'm like, I look at the time now. I'm like, oh, it's different. I, I know, like, it just I, took like ten minutes. <laughs> I, I wish we had more time because, like, I had like you know some a lot of questions that I wanted us to go through, but to be. 100% honest with you I I couldn't be happier with the way the conversation went like the, the way it went is the way it was supposed to go you know what I mean yeah. so like I truly appreciate you guys um just some some quick pointers you know we talked a lot about especially in the second half here we talked about a, a lot about like knowing who you are like your purpose and and how like when you know that it's easy to actually not give up on your dreams and it's easy to really like just go through life like with joy and all those kinds of things. So just a quick plug in here to the viewers, like I have this um, resource that I wrote that explains the different types of purpose or callings that people might have. And if you read it, there are actually five types. If you read it, you will literally know which per, what your purpose is. Hmm. But I am not 
putting it out there on the internet because I don't want like it's free. But if you need it, you need to message me on my Instagram. Mm. That's how I know if someone is actually serious. Okay, if you're dying to know what your purpose is and what your calling is, message me on Instagram, Caleb the teacher. I will literally send you the document like through Instagram DM immediately. Okay, but I don't want someone who doesn't really care about it to start to misuse it. If you if, yeah. if you have that hunger, if you have a hunger in you to know what your calling is, you will message me on Instagram. Okay, so my brother, we we will have to have a part two. We have to. We have. I, to. I was gonna talk about like you know what if it's funny though how life works out right it's like I had this plan in my mind I was like you know what the foreigner in the U.S. I wanted to kind of like go that route kind of like in, like talk to people about your experiences and talk to people who are in Nigeria about what it looks like to be in the U.S. and also talk to people in the U.S. about what it feels like when a foreigner is there with you right just different things like that um, but we didn't get to that because I feel like what we actually talked about is what we were supposed to talk about. Yeah. So maybe in the part two, we will uh, go that route a little bit more, or maybe we'll talk about some other thing that happened in the world. Um, but anyways, to close us out, I just want to make sure that people know where to find you. Okay. So do you just want to tell people where to find you if they're interested? Yeah. Um, um, you can check online at least sorry online to... yeah you can check yeah. my, you can check my uh my ig instagram yeah. at afolabi a-f-o-l-a-b-i underscore damilola d-a-m-i-l-o-l-a and i'll put it on the screen so yes. people will know i will yeah. yes or facebook you know afolabi tinkerman damilola tinkerman afolabi yeah. or you can my youtube channel um i61 tv or you can send me an email, oluwadami at gmail.com. Okay. And also check our IG page, um, Afro Latino Nights. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And I wanted, I, I wanted to leave with, you know, these two thoughts. Okay. Forever. Greatness in life uh -huh. happens when you take risk. Yeah. Greatness is not for those that settle. And for me, I've told myself that I'm, I've detached myself from the pressure to make myself succeed because I know that it can't come by myself. So it's living in that balance, in that, in, in that beautiful tension of like mm -hmm. taking risk towards greatness, but also knowing that the pressure is off you. Mm -hmm. So you just get this, you keep going, taking the risk, but you live in surrender. Mm -hmm. That's how. So my story to goodness is still unfolding. Right. You know, it's, it's still unfolding. So yes. we don't know yeah. another yeah. year from now, but we're having a different conversation, you know. Right, right. I'm in the White House. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Uh, but, oh, man, I hope that our viewers, I, I know that the viewers like learned a lot of stuff. You know, like we went deep with like um, different concepts. Okay whether someone is listening to this while they're driving on the trip or while they're cleaning. I always like these long, for, uh, long form videos because it's like yeah. you can actually listen to a whole episode while you're doing something. Yeah. Okay. And this is going to be shared on YouTube. So if anyone is um, watching it for the first time, 
I want to invite you to subscribe. Okay, um, Caleb the teacher. And then on Instagram, you can also find me, Caleb the teacher. Okay, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, you find me everywhere. I just like to talk about things. And I, you know, I like to talk about things, like I like to just share knowledge in a way that will impart people's lives and inspire them. Um, that's my purpose. That's yeah. my purpose. I know what it is. Um, so I to give it to you though. Like those videos, your videos on IG, like they're the coolness. The way your head pops out in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that, uh, uh, it's like this. Yeah, it's a TikTok uh, uh, effect. It's kind of nice, actually. You're able to like talk about different things so easily now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, brother, I mean, hey, thank you so, so, so much for the for your time, you know. Truly, truly appreciate it. And thank all our viewers for just taking their time to watch this as well. You know, share this video if it inspired you in any way. Okay, if you gain knowledge during this time, please get the video out there for us. All right, and hopefully we'll bring Dami back to have a, a, the part two of this conversation. All right, brother. Hey, take care. Appreciate your time again. You too, sir. All right. Bye. Bye.